What's up, everybody? I hope you're all doing okay. A touchy altercation, a hungry candy, and some shady room assignment. It is your boy Metiphil, and let's get into the review of the Real Estate Agenda Season 13, Episode 8, shall we? So the episode starts with the girls still on the bus and Portia is still mad about Kenya having brought a kid and not extending the invitation and Candy tries to defend her girl and says that raising a kid basically demands a village and Kenya doesn't have that village. So she has to bring a nanny and she has to bring a baby, which is pretty understandable. I don't think that was Portia's thing. The thing was that you know that all the mothers on this trip have young children have toddlers and you didn't extend the invitation to them that was the main issue the the issue wasn't that she brought a child the issue was that she brought a child and didn't tell anybody so next we see kenya and latoya receiving a murder mystery organizer she's explaining how it's gonna go because basically kenya wants to do a murder mystery night and Kenya wants to make sure that the policemen will obviously be fake, will be even fake presenting that they cannot be associated or mistaken for real policemen because with the current climate and them being black women, obviously that would be a trigger. But I was just like, because we had seen a preview of the woman's reaction when the fake policemen had arrived, and I was just like, girl, you do not know how real these women are going to think that the policemen are. So then we see Cynthia arrive, and she arrives before the other ladies, and I was like, didn't Cynthia say that she was going to arrive um, a little bit after the ladies, she was going to arrive late? And bitch, she arrived early, but apparently the trip, the road trip that was supposed to take four hours, took eight hours after all, so everybody arrives, and everybody chooses an alter ego name, and um, for example, Portia chose, I believe, Peach Juicy. I forgot the other names, but I like how Candy was like, who needs an alter ego name when your name is Candy? And I was like, okay, bitch. It's also so funny because out of everybody, the more overtly freaky is Candy. So she would be the one knowing that her name is freaky enough. So the girls get to the drinking and get to the sipping and get to the good time and a girl arrives and is stabbed and at first uh, the way she entered I was like girl are you dancing because at some point she stopped and she started doing some steps and I was like girl are you dancing or are you being killed and then she dropped on the floor and everybody thought that she was really dead and until some policemen arrived and everybody thought that these were real policemen and Portia really hid behind the couch and I was dead. Portia was like, girls, it was nice knowing y'all, but I have a baby back home and I do not care for all of that. Okay, Portia was ready to go and I was just like, Portia, you go, girl. That's what you're supposed to do when you see danger. And then the policeman assigned to say, yeah, put your hands in the air, put your hands in the air. And Kenny was like, girl, I hope this and the strippers now. If these are the strippers, that means that Kenya has forgotten what a real man is supposed to look like. I was like, okay, damn. I mean, it ain't nothing we weren't thinking, but Kenny, you didn't have to say it like that, like that. 
So then the girls are uh, are realizing that this is a murder mystery and they start to get around the body of the woman and the woman just gets up and leaves and she says that's a clue for you and true was like this is the most ghetto murder mystery i've ever seen i was oh. like i ain't seen much but this seems pretty ghetto yeah aren't you supposed oh. to stand the floor like what that person gets up and says this is a clue for your ex like what the hell what do i have to solve if you're not really dead so the girls are starting to try to get into the game but some girls i.e Porsche, are really not into the game and I was just like, Porsche is like, I came here to have a good time, drink, sleep, and dance. I'm not here to use my brain. And understandably so. I was like, at first I was like, well, Kenya, bad timing. But I was like, how do you really know when it's the good timing to do a murder mystery night? I think a murder mystery night, you have to say it in advance. I think Kenya was just relying on the surprise effect but you have to say in invent this is what we're gonna do but when you don't say it and you first allowed well not allowed but you let the girls drink first and then you're doing the murder mystery some people are already used to the drinking and already like tipsy so they don't really care for your game so it was so funny to see candy and tanya fight for the rooms because Kenya to motivate the girl said that the person who finds the the assassin can upgrade her room so that was supposed to be a motivation that really didn't motivate much people that motivated um, Tanya because she knows what it's like to get the bad room so she was like bitch if I can get out of this I'm gain, gain out of this and that motivated Candy because Candy likes to win Candy loves a good competition so Kenya, Candy and Tanya are the only ones at this point still trying to figure out the game and you have the other group Portia, Cynthia and Shremia who are just breaking down and dancing with the other white men and uh, at some point, uh, one white man arrived and Porsche was like, he has an announcement to make. There's some hoes in the house. There's some hoes in the house. And so everybody gets to the dancing and nobody gets to the game. And Kenya is just pissed off at this point. And then Fallon arrives. And I'm like, Kenya, you could have at least have waited for Fallon to arrive. But Fallon arrives and so nobody is in this game. Even Latoya, your girl, is not in this game because Latoya said, look, I'm the damn murderer, okay? I killed the bitch. And uh, Kenya tries to save the game. She's like, no, she's just covering up for someone. Kenya, at this point, nobody cares. So then Kenya is pissed off and is over it. So she solves the murder herself. Like, how you gonna organize a murder mystery and you're gonna solve the damn murder? And so Kenya is pissed. She's like, girl, you got me thinking hard about this. And you're solving the damn mystery yourself. Like, what the hell? And then... Kenya says that Tanya is the one who's receiving the better room because she's the one who seemed to have put the most effort in this. So now Kenya is confused. <laughs> I was like, Kenny was cracking me up. I was like, uh, Kenny was like, what the fuck I did all that for? Like, I was really trying to concentrate when everybody was having a good time and now I get no rewards for that. <laughs> I was dead. So next, the girls are all gathered up now, and the mystery game is completely and officially over. We can put that in a box. And Latoya asks Fallen why she's not staying, because Fallen is not staying with them in the house. Latoya asks her, why are you not staying with 
us. And she's like, I have my husband that came here with me and I'm going to stay with him. Why? Because my husband is my best friend. And everybody is like, oh. And Latoya is like, shut up with that. Oh. Well, you could have made a best friend on this trip. And Drew gets to the saying, don't listen to her. She doesn't care about her husband. Oh. <laughs> and we're here. So Drew, we can see that she's hit a nerve. Because you can see Latoya's face totally decomposing. And Candy says in her confessional, you can say negative things about her marriage to her and i was like when i because i saw the clip of that before seeing the episode and when i saw that i was like candy i know you're not the one talking weren't you the one last season when kenya came back at tanya for because tanya said that kenya was wearing a wig and kenya um showed up with tanya's alleged mistress no what am i saying tanya's man alleged mistress you showed up with her saying your husband has been cheating well not your husband your fiance has been cheating and this is the girl you showed up with the girl and candy what did candy say candy said you cannot poke the bear and get mad at how it reacts and everybody thought that what candy was saying was bullshit but to me i i thought it was bullshit too but i was like at the end of the day it's a damn opinion but I can respect an opinion, even if I think it's an unfair one. What I cannot respect is a biased opinion. Because now, when the roles are reversed and it's done to Latoya, now you have a, you seem to have a problem. Then Candy did a speak on it, and she seemed to have changed her mind, and she seems to be more on Drew's side, like uh, Latoya has come for Drew first about the wig. And it's so funny because... Uh, Latoya came for Drew about the wig and Tanya came for Kenya about the wig and it's like these girls just come for each other with their wigs like what the hell find something new but um, Candy seems to have changed her mind I think it's because she's got accustomed to Drew as well she likes Drew now I think Candy usually gets on the side of the person she likes the most or she knows the most so now that she likes Drew and she likes Latoya as well, she is kind of mixed. So now she's not really, she's not really picking sides, might I say. And so Latoya is pissed, you can tell. She doesn't react quite a way though. She leaves it, the girls are touring the house. And then when they're in Candy's room, Latoya grabs Drew and says, can we talk about your struggling husband? And uh -uh. Drew was like, oh, hell no, bitch. So let me give my opinion on that, because first off, I don't think that Latoya was looking for a fight, because people were saying that Latoya was um, grabbing Drew and she was assaulting her. I don't think that was that. I think that Latoya was just like, bitch, listen to me. I don't think that was her trying to get into a fight, but Latoya, that can get you into a fight, because if you already hit it up with someone, you don't need to get all in their face and in their personal space now. Because Latoya's point was that I'm just a touchy person. I touch everybody. And um, they were like, well, not in a fight. They didn't really explain well to me. But not when you're fighting somebody. You must not touch them now. Because now they're not the happy and goofy person that you know. Now they're really mad at you. So you shouldn't touch them. 
And the second thing I wanted to say is that Lotoya, you just took the easy route because Drew actually didn't talk about your man. She didn't talk badly about your man. It was a jab at you. I know that sometimes people jab at their targets, loved ones, just to uh, because that will irritate their target. But Drew didn't say nothing bad about your husband. She said that you don't like your husband. So that was a jab on you and your husband was just a prop for it but you talked about drew's husband so that's the difference so to me you should be glad that this um potential fight got broken up because if we were to talk about the man now i don't know if you would have won maybe you would have won who knows but on it would have went so left and then Drew is like the last bitch that touched me. I ended up in the gate. Um, maybe I did. I heard it wrong, but I was like, "What do you mean ended up in the gate?" But Drew showed you that she's not the one. She's saying, "Don't fuck with me. I'm from Chicago, bitch." And I'm just thinking, and this about a bitch. It's always the Chicago, New York, and what else? And Detroit people who always need to state where they're from, like. The rest of the world doesn't care, okay? You know that Chicago, Detroit, New York, and everywhere else in the world, there are people that are fiery and will fight you, and there are people that will not fight you. So this, I'm from there, I'm from there. I don't really give a damn. I didn't ask you your whole palmares, okay? But Letoya finally understands, and she apologizes to Drew. So Drew accepts the apology, but obviously she she doesn't see it for Lotoya right now like that. So then the girls are still touring the house, and we get to Marlo's room, and obviously the room is not good looking. The room looks depressing as hell, and Kenya is just like, here's your room, it has a bathroom, it has a closet. <laughs> and Marlo was just like, bitch, I know this ain't my motherfucking room. <laughs> and I was just like, okay, oh yeah. But Marlo took it somewhat well. So now the girls are eating, but they're divided in two groups, physically speaking. Because you have Candy, Kenya, Latoya, and Cynthia in the living room, and you have Marlo, Portia, Shamia, Tanya, and that must be it, maybe, and Fallen, sorry, in a bedroom. I don't know whose bedroom it is, but they were in the bedroom, and so they're talking about the what just happened. And Portia is saying, What I've noticed about Latoya is that she likes to push people's buttons and get in your space and i was like girl you ain't said none but the truth because i've noticed that about latoya as well latoya she just feels like the girl who will always try to shade you and there's nothing wrong with shading but maybe shade someone you know or shade a friend but latoya seems to when she will meet you she will shade you right away and i don't even think that she does it in a malicious way i just think that she she's like a child she when you see her she looks like in, she's in her 20s when she I, I think she's in her 30s because i think candy said that fallen was actually the youngest one so to me latoya just acts like a child that needs to get some good ass whooping oh. So on Latoya's side, she's saying that me, for me, I'm just very handsy and touchy. Just that's like that's how I am. So that wasn't me trying to assault her. And so then they're saying, and what about a wig that you kept talking about? 
and they're saying Latoya should apologize and she's like apologize for what if the wig is busted i'm gonna say the wig is busted okay the problem is not that we think that the wig was not busted the problem is that maybe you shouldn't have said it okay we got it she had a bad wig day that happens every damn body so next we're back in the room with the Porsche and Shamia and Shamia says that she feels like they're the nieces and the girls in the living room are the aunties and I was like, oh, oh, where is this gonna go? And then we cut to Kenny because Shamia's point is that I think she wasn't even really talking about age, but uh, Shamia's point is that they're the carefree ones and um, the uh, the other ones in the living room are the ones that are very cautious and very mature and we should respect our aunties. And then we cut to Candy talking about when the girls get to drinking, they be breaking their glasses and then they're walking on glasses, they be spilling their drinks and then they're walking in, um, in the wet floor and all. And so we get Candy saying a very auntie-like statement. So now the girls are all back together and Latoya says to Kenya, Kenya, Marlo's room is shady. And Kenya responds is that when you insult the host, that's the kind of room you get. And I'm like, okay, bitch. Okay, Marlo insulted you. So what? The insult wasn't even that deep. And also, when you're a host, you should treat people good regardless. You should make people feel comfortable in your home regardless. That's what being a good host is but i think if we've learned one thing on this trip is that kenya is everything but a good host okay and marlo's response is just like well bitch i just laid in your bed <laughs> and kenya is like i bet you did so marlo just decides to sleep in the living room she's gonna join both couches together and it's gonna be like a bed and with the big window it's gonna be like she's in a suite so Everything, I guess, works out for the best. Marlo is trying to take the high road with Kenya. What I feel is that Marlo is seeking for Kenya's attention and friendship, might I say, because Marlo doesn't really react, but she's also changed from the Marlo from the past because the Marlo from the past would have gone off on Kenya. But now Marlo is trying to be mature about it. I think it's, it's her nephews that really changed her because obviously having kids or surrogate kids obviously that changes you for the best and i really like marlo's persona now i used to not like marlo at all I, obviously i thought she was entertaining but i didn't like her but now i feel like she's entertaining and i like her so then we cut to the next day the ladies are making breakfast drew is telling ralph what happened with latoya on the phone Porsche says the cooking pork and she's like, okay, I'm vegan. And Kenya uh, is calling the nanny to tell her to ha that she has to FaceTime Mark so that he can see baby Brooklyn. So Marlo is in her room getting a swimsuit on and a boots, a matching boots on with Candy. And then she sits down on the bed with Candy and she's telling her, I want to bury the hatchet Kenya. So like I said, Marlo has really grown and Marlo feels like what they, whatever they're fighting about, it's petty stuff. They don't need to be fighting about that. So she wants to do that and Candy wants to help her do that. 
So then we see Portia and Shamia by the pool, and Portia is telling Shamia that Dennis has been sending some messages. Shamia actually takes Portia's phone and reads the messages, and it's the sweetest messages from Dennis. But Portia has barely responded to that. Dennis sent a whole paragraph, and Portia responded, thank you, uh -oh. only. And I was like, well, I think that's how Portia feels now. She has already told us that she hasn't fully recovered from the cheating and she doesn't trust him entirely so to me it's not really it's not really strange i mean dennis could say all could write all the paragraphs in the world but words aren't really meaningful if the actions don't follow and i'm sure the actions do follow now but since she doesn't have trust in him anymore she's always thinking back of that one time that he wronged her so it is what it is. So now we have Candy with Sinja and Kenya talking by the pool. And Candy wants, like I said, she wants to help Marlo mend her relationship with Kenya. So she's bringing up Marlo. She says she wants to talk about Marlo. And Kenya is just like, okay, I'll be right back. Uh, and obviously she's not going to come back. And Candy is like, I'm still going to say it. And I'm like, well, bitch, the problem is not that Sinja doesn't want to hear it is that Candy, um, Kenya doesn't want to hear it right now, I guess. And, well, Kenya will never miss an opportunity to be shady as well. So I felt like Kenya was always going to do that. But what's it good for if Cynthia knows and Kenya is the one that has to mend the relationship with Marlo? Y'all remember when I was saying that this trip has showed us that Kenya sucks at being a host, right? So Kenya has... A package in her hand and what is that package it's food so you're like okay that's great Kenya has bought food for her and the girls <laughs> you would think but no Kenya has bought food for herself and everybody and the mama gets mad especially Candy because you know that Candy don't get serious about a lot of things but one thing you cannot play with with Candy is a food and technically this wasn't a food but y'all get what i'm saying that was really evil kenya you cannot be on a trip that you host at least had you not hosted that but you hosting the trip and the girls are telling you that they're angry and what you do you bring food for yourself and not the others and her response is that there is food in the fridge uh, an entire pig is being roasted for you what more do you want there's food in the fridge well why couldn't you eat the food in the fridge why did you have to order obviously the food fridge is not good enough for you so why would it be good enough for the other girls so next we see Latoya who's bought a wig for Drew and is showing Candy, Cynthia and Marlo. And I'm just like, how long are we going to write this? I've, I don't know if Latoya is now pissed at Drew because Drew got a good saying that you don't love your husband. She struck a nerve. That's what it is. She struck a nerve and you had it coming. But I don't know how long you want to drag this wig storyline Latoya like that's not even that's that was a good joke that went on for way too long that's what it is it should have stopped at she has a cat on her head like that was a I said a good joke I mean a mediocre joke that went on for way too long 
can we stop talking about the wig? Do I think like the bitch is still wearing the same damn bad busted wig? She's wearing a total different wig and now she's she's trying to find a groove. Can we move on? I mean, I, I don't understand that shit. And so, just like Lotoya should be doing, I'm gonna move on. So now we see the girls um, at night and they're finally getting ready to have dinner. And so they are going to eat, so Candy is happy. <laughs> And Porsche is just like, well, I'm vegan, so I won't be tasting that. I just hope that this pig was happy. And Kenny was like, bitch, the taste of this food makes me happy. So the pig was happy. Okay. Believe that. And Letoya is apologizing to Drew while she's doing a shady apology. I shouldn't have talked about your busted wig. The wig was busted. It was like this. It was lifting up. And Porsche is like, okay, you're starting with the shade. Now we're going to need you to cut to the apology part. And Latoya is apologizing. She's saying that I'm not apologizing for the wig comment. I'm apologizing because it was fake of me not to tell you in person. So Drew is like, okay, okay, I get it. Yes, it was fake not to say in person, but also... It, this week stuff, well, I just talked about it, but it went on for way too long. Like, one comment would have been enough. Why did you have to do a whole week campaign talking about the week to everybody but the week owner? And so, Drew is saying that she wants to buy a week for, for, no, Latoya is saying that she wants to buy a week for Drew. And I'm guessing that she thought that Drew would say yes and she would put out a the wig that she had in her bag. I'm not really understanding how would you think that someone would say yes, but she's like, um, I want to buy a wig for you. And Drew is saying, well, I'm wearing the top-notch wigs from the top-notch hairdresser, so I wouldn't wear your wig, so keep your money, girl. And <laughs> so Drew says that she has something for Latoya, so she gets up to find that thing, and she has a skirt, and Latoya is like, look what the fuck she's wearing. And I'm like, once again, but I, I'm, on one hand, I'm like, oh, Latoya, just shut up. And on the other, I'm like, Drew, you're making it hard to defend your ass. What the fuck were you wearing? But whatever. <laughs> she, she, was, she was wearing kind of a, a full food a skirt and whatever. So she comes back, she has a picture of herself, and she says, I've now understood why you were so pressed about me. It's because you're my biggest fan. So what I do with my fans, I send them pictures. And so she sends the pictures, everybody at the table is like, touche. I'm like, how is that really touche? It's such an old phrase to be saying, yeah, you're my fan because you talk about me, whatever. And, but yeah, um, if that's a response, that's a response. So she signs the picture, she gives it to Latoya. Latoya takes it good, and now we can bury it. But only for now, because we know that it's probably going to come back later. So now that the girls, True and Latoya, have buried their hatchet, Malo is like, well, shit, let me bury my hatchet, Kenya. Can we stop with the pettiness? I don't know. We've heard each other, and I don't know how we got there, but then Kenya is like, well, what hurts me is that someone I considered a friend hurt me and keeps taking jabs at me. And Malo was like, when have I taken jabs at you? And she was like, well, you're talking about my butt. And Malo is like, yeah, you have a fake butt. And she's like, bitch, I don't have a fake butt. And I'm like, okay, so we're going to lie. Malo, what she wants you to do is lie about a alleged real butt, okay? That's what she wants you to do. Stop saying the truth about her butt. 
So she's like, bitch, I don't have a fake butt. And Malo is like, you have done something to your butt. No, I have not. I'm like, can we call it a difference of opinions? Like one thinks that her butt is real and the rest of the world knows that it's not. Can we just call it a day? So that's it. Marlo gets up and she's obviously upset and Candy is like, Marlo, come back. So we're going to see on the next week's episode how it ends. So thank you guys for listening to my podcast. Don't forget to share it. I hope you liked it. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram, da messy life, da underscore messy underscore life. And take care of yourselves and I will see you next time.